Good morning, everyone. This is Brother Brandon coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, with another Fishers and Men video broadcast. And we'd like to welcome you all to our Bible study. And uh, we are going to be doing some last thoughts on towards the end of Ephesians chapter 2. And um, as soon as we, as soon as we, uh, as soon as I am done with these last thoughts, if the Lord wills, um, the next week we'll get into Ephesians chapter 3. Okay, but today we're going to, we've already completed Ephesians 2, but we're going to backtrack a little bit at the end and we're going to get some last, uh, last thoughts in with Ephesians 2. And then after we're done, we'll go ahead and move into Ephesians 3 next week, okay? Um, so with that said, um, we'll go ahead and get started here. And we'll start off with prayer requests. Um, let me pull up my prayer requests here so I don't forget. But um, if you guys have any prayers or praises... Um, you can feel free to mention them <coughs> in the comments, or you can message me or whatever you like, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, you, uh, if you if you have any prayers or praises, you can go ahead and mention them if you like. Um, but our prayers and praises haven't re our prayer requests haven't really changed all that much. Um, Keep Brother Joey in prayer. Um, he's always needing prayer um, because he's always his pain is a his pain that he has is a daily thing. So um, it's not something. Um, I don't know if it's going to go away in this life or if it's going to go away when he goes home. I mean, I know it's going to go away when he goes home, but uh, do pray for Brother Joey uh, for his pain. And uh, do pray for me, do pray for my ministry, uh, do pray for my sermon audio ministry, YouTube, Facebook ministries, uh, do pray for those that are in need of salvation, um, do pray for our fellow brothers and sisters um, all over the place because it seems like God, God's people are really going through a thing now. <coughs> So keep our brothers and sisters in prayer. Um, do pray, though, for our brothers and sisters. Uh, do pray for those that have lost loved ones. Um, you know, because I know there are some brothers and sisters out there that that have told me they have lost loved ones and their heart goes out to them and they want to see them saved. So pray for that and, and um, pray that they would be a light uh and a faithful witness for their lost family members, and uh, pray that their lost family members would eventually get saved. Um, <clears throat> also, do pray, uh, do pray for those who do watch the watch these videos, those who will be watching this video. Uh, pray that their uh, hearts would be prepared and to receive from the Lord. Amen. And uh, pray that that people would uh, either come to know Christ or they would come back to Christ. Amen. So pray for those and uh, uh, pray for our nation. 
Um, we need to pray for our nation, and um, we need to. And uh, but I'm going to tell you something though um, about our nation. We do need to pray for our nation. That that is a must. Um, and uh, we, but we are in trouble in our nation. And if if the churches and if God's people can't get right uh, with God. Um, and if the, church, if the churches won't get right with God, um, I'm, you know, there's not going to be a change in our nation. I'm, I'm just, it, it, there isn't. And I don't, I don't apologize for that because we need to have change. But if, if, if the churches are not willing to change, um, and repent, um, then we're in trouble. We are, um, the church should know better. And God is trying to send a message to the churches that they need to get their house in order. Okay, you know you've got talk. We we've we've um I've been noticing lately from a lot of pastors that they're preaching. They're either preaching on um, living a separated life, uh, spiritual warfare, and and all these other things. And all these things that they're preaching really interlock with the fact that you have to live a separated and holy life. Because if you don't live a holy and separated life, you'll lose uh, spiritual warfare, okay? So uh, you won't win any spiritual you won't win any spiritual batter, battles if you're if you're living um, one foot in the world and one foot in sin. Or no I'm sorry. One foot in the world and one foot in God. You know, being lukewarm, that's that's not an option. You're either going to be for God or you're going to be for the world. That's it. That's it's. There's nothing else. So, anyways, um, that's not my message. But we do, you know, the churches do need a change. Amen. And uh, we, there needs to be a change, starting with the house of God, because judgment must first begin at us. Amen. Um, <coughs> I think that's going to be it. So we'll go to the Lord in prayer. We will sing a hymn, and then I got a couple of a couple of announcements, um, and then we'll get into our final thoughts of Ephesians two. Okay, so with that said, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for uh, just your amazing grace, your love, and we thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice that you did at the cross. We thank you that you paid our sin debt and full Lord and uh, Lord I want to come to you Lord and want to lift up brother Joey to you uh, pray Lord you be with him comfort him Lord pray Lord that you would uh, just like just I just pray Lord that you just help to rely on you Lord for strength pray Lord you be with him bless him provide for him Lord lead him and guide him according to where you need him to be and uh, Lord, I do thank you, Lord, for his friendship. Thank you, Lord, for just um, thank you, Lord, for for him and for all that you have uh, used him to do for you, uh, for others. And uh, Lord, <clears throat> I do want to pray, Lord, for all those who do watch these videos. Um, do pray, Lord, that you would just work in their hearts and lives. Pray, Lord, that you would feed them, that you would lead them and grow. Them. And I pray, Lord, that you just. Uh, Prepare their hearts to receive, not from me, Lord, but from you, Lord. Pray, Lord, you just lead and guide uh, each and every one that watches this. Pray, Lord, that you would just prepare their hearts. 
And I pray, Lord, that you would please help feed them and grow them, Lord. And, uh, Lord, I do pray, Lord, for our fellow brothers and sisters, Lord, as they are going through a lot of tough stuff right now. Pray, Lord, you be with them. Pray, Lord, that you would uh, give them the victory, Lord, over whatever sins that they might struggle with. Pray, Lord, that you just give them even victory, even in battles, Lord, that they're, that they're struggling with. And, uh, Lord, we thank you and praise you, Lord, for that. And, Lord, we do also want to pray, Lord, for their lost family members, any brothers and sisters that have lost family members. Um, pray, Lord, that our brothers and sisters would be good, faithful witnesses and that, Lord, that you would, um, uh, Lord, that you uh, would help them to be uh, salt and light for their lost family members. Pray, Lord, that you just reach into their hearts and lives, Lord, uh, to these lost family members, that you would reach into their hearts and open their eyes to help them see their need for you. And we pray, Lord, that you just, uh, Lord, that you would work in their lives, Lord, that they would eventually call upon you to be saved. And, Lord, we do thank you, Lord, for that. And, uh, Lord, we do want to lift up our nation to you, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you'd please, Lord, uh, work in, just please, just, I pray, Lord, that, that there would be a change, Lord, in your house, that there would be a change with your people. I pray, Lord, that there, that there would be changes in the churches, Lord, that there, that there might be a chance, Lord, that we might be able to be forgiven of our sins and that we, you might, well, that, that you might heal our land. And, uh, Lord, we do thank you, Lord, for that. And we thank you for your promises of your word. We do, I do ask you, Lord, that you please bless this time, Lord. Um, I pray, Lord, that you would uh, just take this time, use it for your glory, for your honor. And, uh, Lord, we do pray and ask you, Lord, that you just, please, Lord, give me the words to speak. Uh, do I pray, Lord, that what I speak would be of your word, not my own. Pray, Lord, that those who watch this, Lord, would receive from you and not from me. And, Lord, we do thank you and praise you, Lord, for your good, your mercy and your grace and your goodness, Lord. And, Lord, we do, I do lift these things, and I do pray and ask all these things, Lord, in your name. Amen. All right, you guys. Hymn number 526. I'm going to sing hymn number 526, Victory in Jesus. All right. I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory How he gave his life on Calvary To save a wretch like me I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me. With his redeeming blood, he loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about his healing 
of his cleansing power revealing how he made the lame to walk again and caused the blind to see and then i cried dear jesus come and heal my broken spirit and somehow jesus came and brought to me the victory Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood i heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory and i heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea about the angels singing and the old redemption story and some sweet day I'll sing up there the song of victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him. And all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Amen. <clears throat> the only way to get victory is through Jesus Christ. Amen. And what he did at the cross. It's not what about you did. It's about what he did for you at the cross. And that is how we gain victory. Amen. Now I want to sing one more hymn. It's Amazing Grace, number 293. Amazing Grace. <clears throat> Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved how precious did that grace appear the hour i first believed <coughs> Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have all 
Tis grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. When we've been there ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. God's grace is amazing. Amen. God is good more than we deserve. Amen. God has, do God has done so much for us and he has been so grace gracious even when we don't deserve it. God is so good. Amen. Now, um, I have a couple of announcements. Um, <clears throat> so, um, uh, just want to let everybody know that God, uh, if the, uh, just want to let everybody know, Lord willing, uh, this Sunday I will be down in Alma to preach. I'll be down in Alma preaching um, this Sunday. Uh, and uh, also, Lord willing, I will also be down there next Sunday as well. So I'm doing back-to-back -back Sundays, uh, which is a blessing. Uh, I cannot wait to see what God does. So please pray for me on those. Uh, please pray uh, for the messages uh, down there. So, uh, and what I'm going to do is there will be no broadcast this Sunday. Okay, so this Sunday, no vit, no broadcast. Um, I'll be down there preaching. Um, not sure if there's going to. I'm not sure. I think they. I think there is going to be. A, I was told there was going to be a dinner that, uh, this Sunday. So I don't know if there will be a evening service or not. So we'll just have to play it by ear. But. We just, I just won't have a video um, this Sunday, uh, but next Sunday I will, okay, because next Sunday is only going to be Monday, uh, not Monday, next, not this Sunday, but a week from Sunday, uh, it will be just the morning, ser morning service, so um, I will be doing a video next Sunday, okay, so pray for me on that, um, so that's what's coming up, and, uh, oh yeah, <coughs> Father's Day is coming up um, a week from Sunday, so please, uh, please do uh, wish your your dads a happy Father's Day and acknowledge them and honor them that day. We should be honoring our parents every day, but uh, please do make sure that you wish your dad a happy Father's Day this not this Sunday, but next Sunday. I almost got my date my I almost got my dates mixed up. <laughs> so please wish your uh, Dad, uh, a happy Father's Day when the time comes. Um, also, uh, uh, so as some of you know, my uh, sermon audio cards have come in. Um, and uh, if you guys uh, want to pass them out, or if you're interested in passing them out um, on Facebook, not on Facebook, but if you're on Facebook, uh, please message me. Um, and, uh, we'll make arrangements, I'll make arrangements to get those, get some mailed out for you, 
Um, if you guys want more, if you guys run out and you want to pass out more, uh, let me know and I will get some more mailed out to you. Okay? So if you guys want to pass out um, my sermon on you, I don't have my cards with me, but if you guys want to uh, pass uh, them out, let me know. Uh, be a good way to kind of get the gospel out, but also <coughs> to make people aware of that particular ministry that I am doing. Okay, so um, and uh, so if you have any questions, just if you have any questions about it, feel free to message me, and uh, I'll be happy to answer them as much as I can. Okay, so if you guys are interested in that, let me know. Just a ministry opportunity to, to kind of get the word out. Um, the word of God needs to get out. Amen. We need people to go either. I mean, listen, you got like YouTube, Sermon Out. You got all these places where the, the gospel is and can be preached. And we need to steer people into the direction of the gospel and not all this other trash that might be out on youtube and stuff like that you know because there's a lot of trash on it listen i there's a lot of trash on on youtube that you you see all these people that do all these trashy things okay and they're getting like and you see how large of a following that is okay <clears throat> you see all these massive people just looking and wanting to look at trash on YouTube. We ought to we ought to be able to share a more profitable thing, which is the gospel. Amen. We need to share that with people, and hopefully, you know, hopefully that people might pay more attention to the gospel. Which I don't think they will, because a lot of people are so mind driven. <coughs> so brainwashed a lot of people are so brainwashed and indoctrinated into the world they don't really care about the gospel but we should still make an effort to preach right amen the bible says to preach the gospel to every creature it doesn't just say some it says to every creature so we need to make an effort to do that even i do even i need to make an effort to do that amen so uh so if you want if you want to pass out cards, let me know and I will get you some more. If you want more, let me know. I'll, I'll send you more, okay? So, um <clears throat> It feels early in the morning. It's only 10:30. Um so um other than that, I don't have any announcements. So if you have your Bibles, let's go ahead and dive into our lesson let's dive into our lesson today. Uh, we're going to be, we're, like I said at the beginning of the broadcast, we are going to be looking at some last, uh, uh, just last thoughts of Ephesians uh, chapter 2. It's mainly not going to be the, it's not going to be the whole chapter. It's really going to be just like towards the end of the chapter, okay? Um, so, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to start in verse 19. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go through these verses and uh, and explain some things, and then we'll be and then that will probably be it, amen. So, but there's some things in here that I want to explain, and then 
uh, we'll, if the Lord wills, we'll move on to chapter 3, okay? <coughs> Ephesians chapter 2, verse nine, starting in verse 19. It says, Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Okay, now, now listen. When you become born again, when you become born again, when you get when you get a new nature, when you get new DNA, which is your which is which is your King James Bible, okay? Your King James Bible is your spiritual DNA. When you get new spiritual DNA, when you get a new nature, when you're completely um, when you are completely just made a new man, okay? When the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost, takes you and and just creates a whole new man out of you. <clears throat> and when you get a new nature, you are no more a stranger. You are no more a foreigner. But you are a fellow citizen of heaven. You are fellow you are a fellow citizen of this with the saints and a fellow citizen of heaven. And a member of the household of God. Okay? So when you are regenerated by the power of the Holy Ghost, you become a member of the household of God, and you become fellow citizens with the saints. So when you become born again, you become a saint. Okay? When you get regenerated, filled with the Holy Ghost, born again. You become a saint, and you are no more a citizen of this world, but you are a citizen of heaven. And heaven is not of this world. So then you are no more a foreigner to heaven. <clears throat> but you are a citizen of heaven. Amen? Now, it doesn't stop there. Okay, so when you get born again, you are you are not just made a saint. Okay, but take a look at this. It says, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Okay, built are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. The prophets are the Old Testament. The apostles are the New Testament. <clears throat> because most of the New Testament books... They may they either have been either written to churches or <clears throat> they have been written by um, to different people, but nevertheless those letters are were written by the apostles. Okay, so from Matthew on, from Matthew through Revelation, you have the apostles. The stuff they wrote, the stuff they wrote down. 
Okay? So the apostles is the New Testament. Okay? The prophets, they're the Old Testament. So what this is saying is you, you are built upon the foundation of the Bible, the Word of God. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. You know, the, chief, the cornerstone is what is at the bottom. Okay? The cornerstone is, at, is what is at the bottom. That's your foundation. All right? Now, in Matthew 21, 42, it says, Jesus saith unto, him, unto them, Did ye never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Look at this. This here is that stone the bill the builders rejected. This is Christ, you guys. Your King James Bible is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the word and we're going to be getting into that here in just a moment. Okay? In Mark chapter 12, verse 10. And have you not read this scripture? The stone which the builders rejected has become the head of the corner. The head of the corner, the cornerstone. Amen. Luke chapter 20, verse 17. And he beheld them and said, What is this then that is written? The stone which the, rebuilt, which the builders rejected, the same as the, as become the head of the corner? Now, Acts chapter 4, verse 11. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. That's speaking of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 6 through 7. It says, Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Sion, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious. And he that believeth on him shall not be confound. Unto you therefore which he, which believe he is precious, but unto them which is which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. Amen. So the cornerstone is Jesus Christ. And we see that in this passage that we just read, okay, that the cornerstone is at the bottom, it's at the base, it's the foundation. <clears throat> and we are built upon that foundation. Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church. <clears throat> Amen. That rock that Jesus was talking about was himself. Okay? But we'll get into that in a second. But before we do, okay, we see that the, 
we see here that the foundation, it says the found the foundation of the prophets and and apostles. Okay, and I said that is the word of God. Now who is who is that word? That is Jesus Christ. Amen. The word is Jesus Christ. In the beginning, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Okay? This is God. Your King James Bible is Jesus Christ. It is God in the flesh. Turn with me to... Turn with me to... Uh, first, uh, first Timothy. First Timothy 3.16. First Timothy three sixteen. First Timothy three sixteen. It says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. That is talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. God, Jesus Christ is God that was manifested in the flesh. Jesus Christ was God and he was man. He was the God man. He was a man, but he is also God as well. He was God manifested in the flesh. In John chapter 1 verse 14, and the word was made flesh, the word. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Are you guys getting that? So Jesus Christ is the word. He is that cornerstone. He is that foundation in which we build, in which we are built upon. And Jesus is right, is that when he said, on this church, I will, he said, on this rock, I'll build my church. The rock being himself. The rock being himself. Jesus, Jesus Christ will build, will build his church and will fill his church. Amen. <clears throat> now. So. But he said, on this rock, meaning himself, okay, on this rock, he will build his church. Now, so Jesus Christ is the word. He is that chief cornerstone. He is that foundation. He is the word that we, that we build our lives upon. Okay, now.
turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. So I want you to save your spot in Ephesians, and I want you to turn with me to Matthew 7. Matthew 7. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. It says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a, unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Okay, let's, take, let's, take, let's think about that for a second. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth, so it's hearing and doing. James speaks on that. Okay? So save your spot in Matthew and turn with me to James. The book of James. James. <clears throat> James chapter 1, verses 21 through 22. Okay, it says... Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. You see there, in, in James chapter 1, verse, verse 21, there is, a, there is a holiness there. God says, be ye holy as I am holy. We're to lay apart. Holiness is being set apart away from sin. And that's what verse 21 is talking about. So be, God says, be ye holy as I am holy. And it says, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is your Bible. This is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the word of God. The engrafted word which is able to save your souls. The word of God can save you. Christ, it's only through Christ that you can be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Who, who do you pray? When you pray to get saved, who do you pray to? Jesus Christ. You pray to Jesus Christ. Christ is the rock. He is the word. He is your foundation that you build your faith. You build your life upon. You put your faith in. Amen. And God is able to save your soul. The, the word of God is able to save your soul. Jesus will save your soul. Okay. Now, verse 22. <clears throat> it says... But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Listen, you can you can be a do you can you can be a hearer of the word and deceive yourself. But James is telling he's telling church people, he's telling the church, be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. So so James is telling you, you need to be a doer and a hearer of the word of God. Not just hearers, but you're to be doers and hearers. Because if you only hear and not do, 
you can deceive yourself. So James is telling the church and admonishing the church to be a doer and hearer of the word of God. Now, hold, okay, so go back to Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. What did Jesus say? Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, what what's the sayings? It's his word. Everything that every saying that he has is in it in his word. Amen. Therefore, who whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, which is his word, and doeth them. What did just what did what did we just get done reading in James? Be not hearers only, but doers of the word. Remember, James is the half, he's the half brother of Jesus. What did Jesus say? Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. Again, James is compelling the church to be a hearer and a doer of the word. And Jesus says, if you do, if you if you are a hearer and a doer, of, of the word you I will liken you unto uh, I will liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon what a rock Jesus is saying is be a hearer and a doer and if you do I will liken you as a wise man who built his house upon a rock what's that rock Jesus Christ himself. The word of God is that rock. Jesus Christ is that rock. The the foundation in which we build our life on is that rock. The word of God. I will liken him on... Okay, so... <clears throat> Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and do with them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Doesn't stop now. It doesn't just stop there. It continues. It says, "And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock." Think about that. When the floods came, when the winds blew and beat upon that house, you know what that is? That is trials and tribulations. Listen, folks, if you build your life upon the word of God, if you build your life upon Christ by being a hearer and doer of the word of God, when you are a hearer and doer, you are that wise man who built his house upon what? The rock. This is where we put our life upon this is where we build our life is on this rock. Jesus Christ is the word. He is our foundation. He is that chief cornerstone. He is that rock that we build our life on. And I'm going to tell you something. When you become a hearer and doer of the word of God, Jesus says that he will... He will liken you as a wise man who built that built a house on a rock. But it doesn't stop there, okay? When you become a hearer and doer of the word of God, when you face trials, tribulations, and all that stuff that you're going on in your life, when you become a hearer and doer of the word of God, you will stand. Why? Because your foundation 
is on the Word of God. Your foundation is built on top of that chief cornerstone, which is Christ. That The Word of God is your foundation, which you build your life on. Amen. <clears throat> now, it doesn't stop there. Now it switches over. It says, and everyone that hears these sayings of mine. Now what? Now again, what are these sayings? The sayings is the word of God. The word of God. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, not. So, just hearing and not doing. Okay. Shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. I want you to think about something. The sand in this instance could represent the world. This group of people that hear the word and doeth not is a foolish man who built his house upon sand. Think about the five foolish virgins. Those five foolish virgins represent worldly Christians. Christians that are fleshly. Christians that are so-called. And you know what happened? They were wanting oil and the wise said, go, go where they buy and sell and get some for yourself. Well, they went and got some, but when they came back, it was too late. You know why? Because the five wise left with the bridegroom. The foolish virgins represent those who claim to be Christian and are not saved. This here, those who hear the word and don't do them, will be likened unto a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. Means You know what that means? That means that when you only hear the word and don't do, you are either one, not saved, you either are saved and just are misplaced, or two, you're not saved and you built your house upon sand. You built your, you built your house upon the things of this world, meaning you put your life and you planted your life and you built your life upon the things of this world. That's dangerous. Don't ever build your life on the things of this world. I'll tell you why. <clears throat> Verse 27, And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. If you have all these so-called Christians that claim the name of Christ, but they built their lives upon the things of this world, when trials and tribulations come for the word's sake, they fall. And great is that fall. When you build your life 
If your foundation is the things of this world, let me tell you where that's heading. This world is on course for a great deception, a great fall. His name is the Antichrist. If you build your life upon the things of this world, you will fall for the great deception. And it will get to a point where it will be too late. This is why we ought to live separated lives. Why? Because there's two foundations. The world's foundation and the foundation of the word of God. Which are you building your life on? What are you doing? Are you being a hearer and doer of the word? Or are you just hearing and not doing? Big difference. By the way, those who hear and don't do, they don't walk the walk and talk the talk. Those who hear, those who hear and don't do are hypocrites. Think about this. Faith without works is dead. Those who hear and don't do say they have faith, but their works do not exemplify their faith. Those who hear and do, their works are their works exemplify their faith. Abraham's works exemplified his faith. See, as believers, we don't do works to get saved. We do works because we are saved. There's a difference. Amen. Now let's go back to Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. <clears throat> we'll start in verse 20. Uh, we'll go back to verse 20 here. It says, And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. The apostles, New Testament, prophets, Old Testament. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. That is, that is, that is the word of God. That is where our foundation should be. That's where we should be, be building our lives upon is the word of God. And how do we do that? Being, by, being, by being a hearer and doer of the word of God. Okay. Now. In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Think about that. When you build your life on the word of God, it says, it says, groweth unto a holy temple. What did we just get done talking about? Being holy. Be holy as I am holy. Let's, let me remind you what James says in James chapter 1. Okay, James chapter 1. Verse, and, and verse 21, it says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive the meekness, the engrafted word, that which is able to save your souls. That is being holy. Laying apart all filthiness, sin, 
Holiness is being separated, separate far from sin. Okay. Here it says that we are building fitly framed together, groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. A holy temple. Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost? Holy temple. This is why we need to live a separated life. Be ye holy as I am holy. We are to live separate from sin. And whom ye are also built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Now, temple of God. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth within you? If any man shall defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. So when you build your house, when you build your life upon that rock, you then become a holy temple. Of the Holy Ghost. Second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 16. It says what agreement hath the temple of God with idols. For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said. I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Amen. This is why I keep saying, how you live your life matters. Amen? How you live your life matters. We have to be, separ we have to be separated and set apart from sin and from this world. Remember what Jesus said, if the world love you, you, you know... Act Let's see, hang on. Okay. I see so this is why I gotta look things up, because I could be wrong. John 15, 18. If the world hates you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. The world does not love Christ. This world does not love Christ. This world does not love the word of God. This world has rejected the word of God. It has rejected the very foundation that we're supposed to build our life on. That's why you see a lot of so-called Christians, even a lot of so-called Christians have rejected it. And they built their life upon sand. But when you build your life on the word of God, you then become a temple, a holy temple unto God. You know why? Because God lives within you. When you ask the Lord, when you ask the Lord 
come into your heart? Well, when you ask the Lord to save you, when you ask Him to save you, where does He reside? Your heart. Your, if you are the temple of God, your heart is God's throne room. Your heart has how many chambers? Four chambers. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You know how many, you know how many Levite priests it took to carry the Ark of the Covenant? Four. You know what sat on top of the Ark? The mercy seat. The mercy seat. Your heart is where God resides and lives. That's where that's where that's where he comes in and lives and is in your heart. He does. <clears throat> Turn with me to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Verse 11. It says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Thy word. Okay, I want you to think about that. Thy word. Who is the word? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the word of God. You are a holy temple unto God. Jesus, Jesus is the word. And when, when you ask the Lord to come inside, come when you accept the Lord into your life, where does he reside? In your heart. Thy word, that's Jesus Christ, have I hid in mine heart. That what? That I might not sin against thee. Whosoever is born of God does not sin. That's talking about your new nature. That's talking about your new man. Your new man does not sin. But you still have a flesh. And it wants to sin. And God has a, God has a remedy for that. When you sin, God will chastise you to get the sin out of you. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Jesus Christ is God's word. And he lives in your heart. Why? Because the heart is his throne. Amen. And it says that I might not sin against thee. This this also shows you how, you know, again, be holy as I am holy. To live separated from sin. Because we are dead to sin. 
Jesus Christ is the word. He lives in your heart. When you ask him to save you, when you ask, when he ask, when you ask him to come inside you, he lives in your heart. Thy word have I hid in mine heart. Amen. That I might not sin against thee. What what does that mean? That means that you might be holy. And by the way, holiness can only be attributed to Christ. You can't be a lost sinner and be holy. There's no way. Be holy as I am holy. You can't be holy without Christ. And if you don't have Christ in your heart, then you're not holy. The only way you can be holy is when you have Christ, which is that word of God that dwells within your heart. Amen. Because apart from Christ, you can do nothing. And apart from Christ, you will, you're not holy. You cannot be holy apart from Christ. <clears throat> so, let us go through here. And we, we see that this is what happens at salvation. Okay, we went through. We actually went through salvation verses. So I want to go through this again and do a quick recap on each one. Ephesians chapter two, verse nineteen. It says, "Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God." When you become born again, this is the foundation right here. When you accept Christ into your heart and life, when you become regenerated by the Holy Ghost. When you have a new man, new nature, new everything, you are no more a stranger, you are no more a, a foreigner, but you are a fellow citizen of heaven with the saints. You become a saint, and you are a member of the household of God. And when you become again, when you become born again, you are built on the foundation of the word of God, which comprises of the prophets and the apostles and the chief cornerstone, which is Christ. The word is the foundation which you build your life on. So you, be, you become born again. You put your life on the foundation of Jesus Christ, who is the word of God, the rock that you build your life on by being a hearer and doer of the word. And when you build your life, when you get born again, when you build your life on the rock, the word of God, you then become a holy temple. You then become a holy temple unto God. Holy, separated from sin, separated for God's service. And you become the actual living temple. Why? Because when, because you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, which God resides in, and he resides in your heart, which is his throne. Why? So that you may not sin against him, that you might be holy. Thy word have I hid in mine heart. Amen. So when you, when you get saved... You are a saint, a fellow citizen, a member of the household of God. 
you are a you will God will give you a desire to be a hewer and doer of the word of God, which means that you build your you build your life upon that rock, which is the word of God, with Christ being the chief cornerstone, with him being your foundation. You are then made a holy temple of God. Holy, set apart from sin, from the world. Sanctified unto God's service. You are made a, you are made a temple of the Lord. Where he resides in your heart. Where he reigns and rules over your life. He reigns and rules your life. From your heart. Because the heart. Is his throne. And you. Are his temple. Amen. We ought to. We ought to be. We we need. We need. To live a sanctified. Holy. Set apart life. We ought to. Amen. And I'll tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because um oh oops, that's the temple temple of God. I wanna I wanted to share something with you to close. Okay. First Corinthians chapter three verse seventeen. This is why you, this is why you have to live a holy and separated life, separated from sin, separated from the world. Because in First Corinthians three seventeen it says, "If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy." Which temple ye are? And as being the temple of God, you are hearers and doers of the word, which build their lives upon that rock, which is the word of God, which is Christ. And that temple is holy. Now, There are some that will have another Jesus in that temple. So either you're going to be a purified, holy temple unto God, or you will be a defiled temple where the Antichrist rules in your heart. And if you are that defiled temple that the Antichrist dwells in your heart and you are like that man who built his house on sand and are foolish and that and when and when tribulation comes great is that fall the greatest of fall of that house so which temple will you be today will you be a whole, will you get born again, regenerated, sanctified, holy, 
being a hearer and doer of the word, building your life upon the rock, which is the word of God, and being a holy temple set apart from sin, set apart from the world, set apart for God's service, having God ruling in your hearts? Or will you be a defiled temple, unholy, a defiled, unholy temple, building your life upon the things of this world, but having another Jesus in your heart. Second, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. Who opposeth and exalteth himself all above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitting in the temple of God, shewing himself that he is God. So will you be that unholy temple? Or will you be a clean, purified, holy, sanctified, set-apart temple who's built on the Word of God because you are a new creature, new person, with new desires, and willing to be a hearer and doer of the Word? Amen? Anyways, that's all I got for today. And, uh, that's all I got. That is it. Remember, be a hearer and doer of the word. Because if you are a hearer, if you are a hearer and doer of the word, you'll be likened unto a wise man who built his house upon that rock. Amen. So, um, let's close out with prayer and then we'll close. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, I want to thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, um, for those who've tuned in and pray, Lord, that you just reach and touch their hearts. Pray, Lord, that you would just have your way and will, Lord, and, and their hearts, Lord. Pray and thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy and your grace and love, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for um, just for this time to study your word. And Father, I do pray and ask you, Lord, that if there's anyone that that was watching that that uh, I just pray, Lord, that you just work in their hearts and lives, either to come back to you or to get saved. And Lord, I do pray, Lord, that you would that you would correct us, lead us, and guide us. I pray, Lord, that you would show us, Lord, what you what you what you would have us to do. And Father, we thank you again, Lord, for today. We thank you for your word. And Lord, we lift us, we lift these things to you, and we do we do pray and ask all these things, Lord, in your name. Amen. Okay, guys, um, so listen, I hope, I hope you guys, I hope this was a blessing to you. I hope this, this, uh, um, I, you know, it's a good thing I went back and kind of re, uh, and, and revisited those last scriptures because I think this was really needed. And I hope that it was a blessing to you. I hope that you got something out of it. I hope that you will, that you've been fed by it, that you will grow from it. Um, and my hope and prayer is that people would come to know Christ as a result of these videos, but I also pray and hope that people would repent and come back to, come back to Christ or just even just repenting of their sin.
Amen. Um, so, you know, I, that's just, I just hope that this, this, I, I would, my desire just is to see changed lives as a result of these videos. But most importantly, I do pray and hope that this video was something that glorified God. Because God, God gets all the glory for everything. Amen. We don't, we are not to take any of that. God gets all the glory. Um, so anyways, hope that was a blessing to you. Um, really quickly, um, just want to remind everyone that the Lord wills, I will be going down this Sunday to preach at, at, uh, Freedom Free Will Baptist. Uh, so pray for me as I go down there. Uh, Lord wills, I'll be back down there again a week from Sunday, which is Father's Day. Um, going to be doing a back-to-back -back thing, uh, which I'm very happy to do. Um, I know the pastor there. He's a good man. Um, been friends with him for, oh, it's, well, man, it's been a while since I've, man, I, I can't, I don't know how long I've been friends with him, but it's, we've been friends for a while. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, he's very much like me when he preaches. He uses a lot of scripture and stuff like that. So we have a lot of similarities Um and so, but that pastor is a good pastor. So, um, so uh, please do pray for me uh, as I go down there uh, this Sunday and next Sunday to preach. Um, pray, you know, that God would be magnified and glorified, and hopefully that there would be uh, just a move of his of his spirit down there. Okay, so you pray for for me on that. Don't forget to wish your fathers a happy Father's Day. Uh, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Um, and there will be no broadcast this Sunday, okay? So no broadcast Sunday. Um, next week, we will get into Ephesians chapter 3. So hope that you can stay, hope you can tune in for that. Uh, that will be a blessing. Um, I hope you guys like the Roman series. Um, series, I, And I hope you guys are enjoying the, the, the Ephesians series. Um, you know, just want to be a blessing to others. And just want to... Uh, be able to to share and spread the gospel amen so uh that's gonna be it for today um so you guys uh i love you guys um this is brother brandon i am signing off for the day i love you guys god bless you you guys have a good rest of your week and uh we'll we'll see you all next week all right god bless you guys see ya love ya bye